Welcome to the tea. Oh no, we didn't do our crazy noises ahead of time. Thank you. Thank you for that. I'm glad. Um, <laughs> How are you doing, T? Good. My name is T Rex. I am joined here with Lucky Stiff. How y'all doing? It is our uh, second taping of the day, so um, the champagne settling in. Uh, we all have uh, shows after this. Lucky, do you have a show after this? No, I'm gonna You're go home and work on my thesis. Fucking thesis. Yeah. Which hopefully by the time this episode airs, I'll be done. <sighs> Knocking on all the wood. Damn. We'll see. I can't imagine still doing anything school-related. It sucks, and I hate it. I, am, I like what I'm writing about, but it sucks. Yeah. I love being uneducated. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, all right. We are joined uh, by two people who have uh, been here before. Uh, Meatball, uh, all the way from Los Angeles. Mm, I love being uneducated as well. <laughs> <laughs> it makes life easier. What's with you, uh, Literally absolutely nothing. I've just been... I took, like, a small little break from performing in L.A. itself to kind of, like, focus on me and, like, work on... Because I travel, so I want to work yeah. on, like, doing better and you, when I travel. you moved... I did recently just move, so I was, like, going through, like, going through all my old costumes and being like, what was I thinking? What was this yeah. number? Yeah. And then I just was like, oh, I'm happy just sitting and sewing for, like, yeah. two weeks and not really... Being out in a bar, getting wasted. And do you like make all your own costumes? I do. I didn't know that. Yeah, I have to because it's hard to buy stuff. And then a lot of people think like, oh, you were on Dragula. You have money. And I'm like, no, I, I don't. Never, yeah, I never thought that. Exactly. Um, it doesn't look like it. <laughs> I was like, when people ask me to spend like $600 on like a simple leotard, I'm like, that's something I can just spend a lot of time doing. Yeah. Um, but like on bigger pieces, I've had someone make me something, like a couple things for drag on. But that's and Sarah Andrews does your hair. Or She's do you done a couple of wigs for me. I have my friend Laundra Time. Laundra oh, okay. Time. Wigs by Tips at Wigs by Tips. She does a great job if you're on the West Coast. <laughs> she ships. But yeah, I love them both. They both do very different styles of yeah. wigs. Yeah, Sarah's about to move, so... Yeah. Oh, you had a Nashville. Everybody yeah. scrambling. Yeah, so I'm like, I gotta get, like, all the wigs done, like, right now. Oh, my God. I should have brought some hair for her to do, a male back. I was not thinking. <laughs> um, we are also joined, uh, it is her third time here with us. Ooh. Uh, a record you hold with Auntie Chan, I believe. Oh, uh, no. Cat <laughs> Sass is here. Hello. What's new with you, Diva? Oh, I'm just feeling fat and sassy. <laughs> just getting ready for an evening of doing drag for 900 Muslim people Ooh. at Alhambra. It's just, actually, it's like one of my favorite weird gigs that I get to do every week. Um, it's this like big, like giant event space slash restaurant, and it has like aerial rigging. So there's wow. like aerialists and stuff. And I host this like madhouse belly dance party. Yeah. And um, I have no idea what I'm doing. I just like try not to cuss because I'm not allowed to, which is a fucking disaster for me. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and uh, just try and, you know, make people have fun. It's like people from all over the world. And like my youngest audience member was like six months old and my oldest oh, was like 92. Jesus. So I am constantly like, what am I doing here? <laughs> and every once in a while they'll be like, you look super gay and we don't. We're not comfortable with that. And I'm like, okay, I'll tone it down. Oh, wow. I don't know. But they're just, they're, it's kind of conservative. And I applaud them for having somebody like me in their space. It's really cool. Yep. Alexis Bevels does the gig every mm-hmm. once in a while, too, um, whenever she's around. But it's just like this wild, wild gig where it's like, here's a berry, belly dancer. Now someone's going 31 feet in the air. And everybody's eating baklava. <laughs> <laughs> 
Dad was in full hair and makeup. Just um, <laughs> with like glitter, like full crazy eyebrows. No so lashes good. yet though, because the rest it's of them like thumbs. Yeah. <laughs> you don't look like a. Th- you look like a blue thumb. Oh, that's okay. I'll take it. A beautiful one. Aww, Aww. Thanks, buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, shall we jump in? Yeah. yeah. All right. Here, I'll, I'll do the first one. <laughs> Uh, Noah from Indianapolis said, uh, what are some things you're currently inspired by? Things. Pretty, we like to start out with a softball. Specific question. What's currently inspiring you, inspiring you, Meatball? Uh, uh, like, I've really, I think I focused a lot of energy, uh, before trying to be as pretty, I mean, not as pretty, but, like, focusing on, like, the beauty of things, Mm. and now I really want to find, like, how... Uh, like a trailer park can be like glamorous to some. Okay. <laughs> I'm like really yeah. working on trying to find something hideous and be like, throw some rhinestones on it, baby. We're gonna yeah. take it out. Like I want to work on finding the ugliest things and finding the beauty in them. I went through a very specific time yeah. a couple years ago where I just bought the trashiest, grossest things I could find. Uh-huh. Like the, the, the what is at Lost Eras? Like these terrible mm-hmm. costumes and shit. And it's like, <laughs> like stoning a rubber chicken. <laughs> like turn, making I forgot about that. Did it gift, work? Didn't you gift that to Lady Bunny? Huh? No, I gifted it to Power Bottom, which oh no, back time, a problematic moment. Oh, I used, oh I used to love them so much. And what a disaster! So good. Her name is Bethany, named after my favorite reality star, Bethany. <laughs> Bethany Frankel. Oh my god! Are you a Bethany? I'm Kurt? such a Bethany. <laughs> She's uh, nonsense. Are you watching? Are you watching the new? Uh, no, I can't. Oh, They're too crazy. <laughs> it's, gone, it's gone too far. I love the chaos of it. Mm. Like I can't watch ambient like HGTV in the background. I need like grown women throwing wine at each other, cursing each other out. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, unless they're fighting, it's not. It doesn't feel good. You know what I mean? But like right now, I feel like Bethany isn't doing her best work. She's she was doing her person. best work when she was fighting with Jill. Yeah. When her and Jill were going back and forth. Yeah. Poor Bobby. You guys don't know. What I don't we're know anything. About. <laughs> I'm totally not. I'm just like, "Uh uh-huh, this is fun. She's a wild bitch. (laughs) Um, All right, so uh, what's inspiring you right now? Uh, Ugly shit. Ugly Ugly shit. shit. Good. Kat, what's got your interest? Um... So I would say like bugs and geishas and like Appalachia, like mm. lumberjacks. Appalachia. Like at like Appalachia, like hillbillies. I like I I I bought a banjo. Oh. oh. And I'm going to learn it. So. <laughs> Do you know how to play the guitar? <laughs> no, but I don't feel like that's a a necessary no, thing because they're s- super different from mm-hmm. each other. Anyways, I am going to see how that goes. So I don't know. It's just, I've just wanted one for so long and I couldn't admit it to myself. And finally one day I was like, I was like, look, you're working so hard. Like you're, what do you really want? Like, what do you really, really want? And I might, the answer was a fucking banjo. Zig a zig ah. Yeah, I want a zig a zig ah. And then after that, I would (laughs) say a banjo. First zig a zig ah, next banjo. So I, you know, just the usual like weird smashing of like inspirations. I've been going to the Lincoln Park Conservatory a lot here Mm. um, because it's warm and indoors and there's moisture in the air. And I feel like my skin's like... Yeah. Um, and um, there's just a bunch of beautiful plants and some bugs, and I'm just, like, way into that. There's also a T-Rex there that I always photograph what? every time I go and send it to you. Is that oh, serious? I was like, where the is? fuck is that? Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. It's at the Lincoln Park Conservatory. So, yeah, lots of lots of that. Lots of, like, bugs and nature and geishas and, and banjos. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, I'm <laughs> also super game. inspired by uh, lime scooters. Do you guys have those here? Lime scooters? Those are so weird. They, they uh, in, in, in Indiana, they had them. Yeah, I, was, I don't know what. 
what it is. They just popped up in my neighborhood, and it's like a scooter, a motorized scooter you that you can just like ride around. Well, at first I was embarrassed to say yes, but now I live that fantasy. <laughs> really? I it makes it so easy for me to get from my house to like the shop, like to shop in Santee Alley in LA because oh, it's yeah. just like a quick two minutes on a motor thing and back. It's embarrassing as hell, but it's so fun. I just feel like there's just dead tourists littered across the street mm-hmm. in those things. Like, I just feel like the safety concerns are too Oh, bad. yeah, it, it warns you very much, like, you're going to die. Where <laughs> uh, Every time you open the app, it's like 88% of accidents could have been prevented by you. And it's wow. like, okay, so I'm going to die. When we first got Divi bikes here, our oh, no. chair, it was just like, there was viral videos of like, like an old man riding on Lakeshore Drive <laughs> in the shoulder. No! Like, it's like literally like people just like writing because they didn't know what mm-hmm. they were doing. Oh. All the tourists come and no one's wearing a helmet. And like the, it was just such a mess. <gasps> just like Oof. driving diagonally through the streets of like downtown. Like they, they scare the shit out of Oh, God. Mm-mm. I'm not allowed on any type of motorized Mm-mm. vehicle that's not in the inside of a car. I had a Razor scooter in eighth grade. I fucking rocked it. Ooh. <laughs> wheels, bitch. No. <laughs> Get out, me car. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm inspired by right now. I don't even know. Well, from looking at your outfit. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> bumblebees and fishermen. <laughs> I feel like, uh, yeah, I don't know. What's inspiring you right now? Uh, I'm uh, way, way deep in the gay cowboy shit right now. Like, uh, so deep in the cowboy. So in the, yeah, 40s, 50s, gay cowboys. I watched Brokeback Mountain like three times this month. I've, I've never seen that movie. What? How have you not seen Brokeback Mountain? Seem like my mom- it's something I think you would love now. If you ha- sat down in a room full of people and made fun of it, you'd like it. <laughs> my mom host a viewing me. party. In, 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 when I was in high school, it came out, and my mom, no joke, said, "I'm going to see Bareback Mountain." <laughs> oh no! Oh no! She didn't know what it meant, and I had to tell my mom what Bareback. Oh meant. my oh, god! No. You didn't have to tell her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. You can't have her going around just saying that. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go. Everyone's like, no, wait. Dang. I would have done that to my mom. (laughs) Like, go, yeah, tell all your friends. Jesus. You should see it. Except for Anne Hathaway's boobs are a little alarming because I, like, see her as, like, a mother-sister figure. Yeah. And then you see her boobs and you're like, ah! Well, it's so funny because she's been topless in, like, three movies total, I think. Really? And two of them she was partnered up with Jake Gyllenhaal. Love and Other Drugs and that movie. And then I don't know what the third one is. Was she topless in Brothers? She wasn't in Brothers. I don't know. Very, very upsetting. Yeah. But for some reason, people keep Shocking. wanting to cast her with she Jake Gyllenhaal. I didn't want him. I don't know it. what that's about. I didn't mind it. Didn't want Are we it. ready to forgive Anne Hathaway for whatever she did? Did she do anything? I, think I don't think crying. she did anything. She's got that Anna Kendrick thing where people just find her unlikable. But like, which one's Anna Kendrick? Oh, from uh, when I'm gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't find Anna Kendrick unlikable. Me neither. A lot of people do. I, I feel know. like it's Anne Hathaway, and who is the other one? That's the fucking word. Trey is uh, losing it in the corner, just fully losing. <laughs> Trey it. People hate. There's like a list of like There's most like unlike celebrities that didn't do anything. Wrong. I, think <laughs> Anne, I think Anne's slowly getting off that list. She's trying yeah. to be. I think that the I Ocean's like 8 press that she did with all of oh, a bunch great. of likable women. Did you see that? Around she her. was great. She was kind of like one of the ball busters. Oh, She's really? really good. I didn't see it yeah. just because I, I didn't want to see her. It was great. I like oh, her. No. I don't know why everybody hates her because she seems. Talent. Yeah, I don't know. All right. The next anyway, question. cool. So the question was about Anne What's Hathaway. Your favorite Anne Hathaway movie? <laughs> <laughs> Princess Bride. Oh, she wasn't Wait, in that. Wait, Diaries. Princess Diaries. <laughs> Princess Bride. Princess Bride was that other one. Robin Wright. 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Princess Bride is amazing. Should I, should I read a yeah. question? Jesse from Chicago. In what ways do drag and drag culture differ in the Midwest, particularly Milwaukee, Chicago, from other regional areas like New York or L.A.? Two wildly different scenes. Um, what's something maybe, maybe you can only find in the Midwest that you can't really find slash replicate in other areas? What is the what do you think, Midwest well, drag? I was just saying this before we started, but I was like, in L.A., for, in my understanding of L.A. drag is that it's like pretty much... Only a place with a stage. You know what I mean? You're only in a bar. You're only in a theater. You're only in, like, a restaurant for a brunch. But every time I see a poster for a Chicago show (laughs) or anything over here or New York, it's like, hey, so we found a weird dumpster. We're going to put on a show. Like, you guys will put on a drag show or a performance piece or something in any location that will let you do it. It's like you guys have this, like, weird drive to really want to put it out there. Uh And where... Theater venues, either. Oh, that might be the difference because, like, LA we has. We do, all but these... we don't have them in. We don't have access. We don't have access to them. People, they don't want drag queens in those spaces. Yeah, there's not, and it's weird. Or they're like booked at, way ahead of time. Yeah. Or they're oh. like they, they bring in like like the Vic has like mm. Bianca Del Rio, and then like they just brought uh, Mean Gays here. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. The Peaches Christ show, and we all had to go out to fucking the patio in the patio theater, theater, which is like almost in the burbs. And, like, it was hard for them to even sell tickets out there because it's so fucking far away. Mm -hmm. But that's, like, the best venue they have. That's so wild. I guess because L.A. has just a bunch of theater. Like, no one does theater in L.A. anymore. So now we just have these fucking empty theaters. Oh, weird. Yeah. Like, all the theaters in downtown have now been turned into, like, just giant giant drag venues for when DragCon comes. Like, that's it. It's true. I guess that's a really good point. Like... Here, I think a really interesting way to illustrate it is Lucky and I did a full-length drag, like, opera piece here at the Greenhouse Theater, and next to us was a show that I don't know the name of it or whatever, but next to us was a straight play, like, as in it was just a play. Full of straight people, yeah. Yeah, full of straight people. Yeah, I think so. When I tell you what, (laughs) so all of us queer babies are, like, painting quietly. Such a weird backstage. these actors are, like, walking around in rags, and they're like... Because we shared a dressing room. And then we just hear them screaming, and the play just escalates because Chicago theater is so serious <laughs> that, like, they're just, like, screaming and crying. Somebody got pregnant. Somebody punched somebody. Uh-huh. And And Jay oh, for Pate leans over baby. me and, and was like, Okay, and I was like, I don't know, I don't even know anymore. We're just like, like so silently grimacing at each other backstage. Everyone wants to do their painful, sad ass yeah. play here, so they're in a lot of space. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else is different about what the Midwest and LA, New York? I don't know. Do you feel like we were talking about this a little bit earlier, like just as humans in the world? But like, do, do you feel like there's a a sort of like smorgasbord like grab bag situation yeah. in Chicago and the Midwest that maybe yeah. New York and LA is like LA is like this kind of show this kind of show I don't know I've only Chica- been to drag Chicago in LA specifically is so smorgasbord yeah. but then yeah. I feel like so many other places are like regional this is what we, I mean anywhere else in the Midwest kind of has like there's like three last names and then yeah. you pick a house and then yeah. you know there's like the other ones yeah 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 up. I think our tolerance for weird shit here is really high and our enjoyment of it is really high so like we'll be like yeah we'll go to that dumpster yeah. that you're gonna do the <laughs> yeah. show in yeah. we'll light you with our phone like here yeah. we go <laughs> we'll throw money in the bin yeah. like that's what's happening yeah. <laughs> it's a pre-made we'll receptacle eat garbage <laughs> no I guess <laughs> um, yeah I mean I I can only speak from my experience in LA, so this isn't like everyone's, but I just feel that like 
in LA, there's a weird vibe going on between like WeHo and downtown, mm-hmm. and it's very like you have to look a certain way. And Is it Brooklyn versus Manhattan? Right it's now? basic. Well, really, it's basically that right now. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of that, and it's it's not like an outward thing because a lot of the people are crossover performers, but a lot of the performers that are crossover performers have heard things like, if, hey, at this brunch, uh, don't do this number and make sure that you don't uh, say anything re- bad or, like, uh, they they limit you. They give you restrictions mm-hmm. on, like, the type of number you can do, the length that it is, and, like, all that. So you're trying to fit into this mold to be able to do that show. Ugh. Whereas uh, other cities, it's like, please bring us the weirdest, craziest thing you have. Make a giant mess. We don't give a fuck. We're just happy to see something. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, yeah. So what is WeHo versus... Downtown? Oh, downtown is, like, very much, like, I'll say, like, the Boulay brothers do have one of the weirdest shows where you can go up on stage and uh, you can do whatever you do here. Like, like it just feels very Chicago, very open, very real. Mm -hmm. Whereas in WeHo, it's very, like, walk back and forth and be as pretty as you can. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember watching, uh, Trey was talking about watching Vixen do a show and, like, take off a jacket, and the whole crowd went crazy. Oh, yeah, they'll lose before. their shit if you take a belt off. <laughs> like, the costume doesn't even have to change. It can just be, like, a store-bought, like, swimsuit, and then you take the belt off, and they're like, yes, diva, yes, no belt. Wow. Where? That's, that's <laughs> a happy. Oh. That's a happy. <laughs> yeah. I want to have a heart attack. Yeah. Ooh, what is New York scene doing? Because I feel like I haven't heard a ton about them lately. Because I used to know there was, like, the, the Brooklyn-Manhattan thing, but I feel like I haven't heard a ton from Brooklyn really no, as much. It's still happening, but it's, it's just like they're they're treading water. Lots of like live singing shows, yeah, and lots of leotards because there's nowhere to change, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they're very nice leotards and they yeah. look very good. I they really do. I, we, hats off to them. Yeah. They're like get in this dirty puddle and change outside, yeah. Yeah. and you're like okay. Yeah. So I, they look polished they, for often. They only wear the like one outfit and yeah, they show up in it and they leave in it, yeah. which I think is a luxury that. Or I think that's kind of a luxury because I always have to show up with, like, a suitcase and three outfits and yeah. four wigs and things like that just because I want to look a whole bunch different. But when I was there, it felt awful because I was changing, like, on the stage in yeah. front of yeah. people, being like, ooh, maybe I can wear one costume next time. Mm-hmm. New York has had this thing, too, where, like, uh, the last, like, three or four seasons have had at least three, yeah. four queens on. So when you're plucking, like, some of the best of the best... I mean, it shows in a scene, so I'm, I don't know if they're they're not hurting, but I mean, no. it, it, it definitely shakes it up. Yeah, it changes the whole dynamics when yeah. you're taking like the heavy hitters out yeah. of town, and then you know, it it, it happens pretty quickly too. And I feel like like Miss Cracker used to have a show, and Monet yeah. used to have a show, and the minute they left, like the person filled in, and then the show disappeared. Yep. Yeah, Bob Bob had eight shows a week. Worked seven days a week. Damn. Monet was the same way. She would go to fucking Jersey uh, after her show in in New York. Like, that's amazing. And then I mean, those Those, New York giant open spots now. Like now, whatever happens, happens. And like, no one filled in. The people, the people that I'm watching in New York right now are like Marty Gold coming, absolutely. Uh, The child of Stephanie girls, Uh, Rose with an accent, Laguna Blue, um, and Jansport. Jansport. I think just had a surgery recently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I hope they get better soon. They're amazing. Yeah. So she was gonna be here and then had to reschedule. Mm -hmm. She's absolutely brilliantly talented. They can all sing their faces off. Getting that Ashley uh, Tisdale uh, deviated septum. 
the deviated she has a with perfect the, tiny nose with a wink at the end <laughs> <laughs> even though yeah. she paints it beautiful but no, I'm, they're, no they're beautiful gals and I that's those are the ones that I'm hearing about yeah right now. and Britta Filter yeah and Britta Filter yeah. Britta's been doing TV though right yeah, like a I little bit yeah because she's been like on TV yeah. but I see her performing constantly mm-hmm. at like I want to say it's called Rage or something <laughs> I don't know yeah. Well, there's I mean, like mini Horowitz. Like I, I know like the Brooklyn girls. I yeah. Think. Like Mary Cherry, mini mm-hmm. uh, Horowitz, uh, Magenta. Uh-huh. Like all of those girls are so fun. That's it. Yeah. Maybe people are still doing. Back up. Mm-hmm, I think so. People are still like maintaining their thing, but they're they're. I think that anytime you have a whole like social shakeup, you right. have to like kind of everybody looks around and it's like, okay, what's happening? Yeah, you got to find doing? out who's gonna be like the one to take charge. And, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And there's been also a lot of like what I've been seeing in Brooklyn specifically are a lot of shows popping up that are like benefit shows mm-hmm. or you know like Untitled Queen has been doing some benefit shows. Ragamuffin's been doing that. Um, oh, that uh, hot, yeah, yeah, lover that. Um, uh, it's like benefit dinner dinners and drag shows for like HIV positivity, like HIV positivity. Um, awareness. <laughs> I'm very positive about <laughs> HIV. HIV awareness. I forget what the name of the show is. Trey has it in his hand and is walking over to me slowly and waggling a finger. Do you have it? Is it happening? Trey it's going to happen, I swear. We can edit this. But it's been very cool. No, leave this all in. <laughs> Pause luck, right? It's like a oh, like a potluck. Yeah, exactly. It's a cool thing. What would you bring to the potluck? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we can cut that joke. Yeah, out. Said, yeah, but I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> Um, all right, shall we? Yeah, let's do the next one. All right, Jesse from Chicago again said, how can I get uh, more into queer communities in my area? Party. Mm-hmm. Party? Like, just go. Yeah. Be a part yeah, of it. Yeah, you have to like, show up. Everyone wants, like... Yeah. My experience of the queer community is that everyone wants more friends and wants to meet yeah. new people and wants to be introduced to more people because we all have something cool and different to offer. So just go out there and try to meet somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It started online. I said this before. Like, oh, grinder. Yes. Grindr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even I, I said this before, uh, how Nico, when Nico moved here five years ago, looked up hashtag uh, Chicago drag, first person to come up with sissy spastic. She messaged <laughs> her, and then they just were hanging out, like, the next day. Yeah. Like, you yeah. can literally just... It's so simple. Mm-hmm. I answer my, you know, DMs and everything all the time. Like, yeah. literally just go to the people that you want to meet and go, hi, uh, just, I'm going to come to your show, and then... Buy him a shot or, you know, yeah. do the normal. I always like it when people don't just ask me for things when I'm... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's sort of like... Start with an intro. Not, hey, hey, can I get a, a spot in your show? It's like, well, it's nice to meet you, first of all. Hello, mm-hmm. how's it going? First come to the show. Hi, yeah. can you come do my show for free yeah. in, you know, Aurora? Yeah. <laughs> like, no. Like, let's, you know, make make friends, make pals. Don't, yeah, don't, don't... Don't start by asking for things yeah. is would be my number one thing just because mm-hmm. it's bad manners. It's ugh. also like just offering to help in any way. Yeah. Like if someone has a show and you're like, hey, like I'm around if you want someone to collect tips, it's a yeah. great way to meet people. You get to go backstage and do stuff. Yeah. I most drag queens are like always just at home alone. I mean, that's my experience. It's like I'm at home a lot of the time just doing stuff, like working on stuff, yeah. and would love for someone to come over and talk to. Yeah. I mean, that's how I first hung out with Naomi. 
was that she just invited me to her house when I was here. And, like, that's how we first met. So awesome. just do that. Yeah. And the flip side of that is, like, if, you see, if you're out in the scene and you live there and you see someone, like, sitting alone at a bar just, like, drinking, like, especially when I'm in drug, maybe not everybody likes to do this, but I will go up to that person and be like, hey, what's your name? Are you here by yourself? Like, what's going on? We are very different people. (laughs) Yeah. It depends on how drunk I am, but I'll be pretty friendly. No, and if they're rude or whatever, then I'm like, okay, walk away. But a lot of the, I just moved here six weeks ago. I don't know anybody. I was just trying to like come and hang out. And then you're like, go over there and talk to that group of people. They're friendly. Say you're new, buy them a drink, like figure it out. And you just like, you don't have to like make friends with them, but send them on their way and, like... Yeah. Uh, and I try to do something if I have, like, someone visiting or something. Mm-hmm. I'll literally just go, here, follow me. You go up to a group of people and, and you go, this is my friend Blank. They're they're visiting from here. Yeah. This is them. They're visiting from here. Also, they know this person that you know, too. And then you, tr- you create all the intersections that yeah. you can. And you just do a quick, like, you know, this is how you guys might know each other. Uh, and then... You can walk away. And yeah, make friends. Yeah. It's very easy. Like that's a good thing to do as a host. That I try absolutely to do in the audience just to get you to you know you don't want everyone sitting at different. It's like I, throwing a fancy party. Like yeah, you would do the exact same thing if yeah. they were in your house. Yeah, the Bridget Jones Diary, introducing people with thoughtful details. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've never seen it, but good to oh know. my god, okay. that too. It's yeah. the main takeaway from that. Yeah. Is, yeah, I think is like exactly what you're saying. Creating a chain, creating something. Like mm-hmm. you know, Bob likes skiing and butt sex. Yeah. <laughs> Kristen also likes butt sex and Paris. Yeah. Talk. <laughs> like, people, people always make fun of me because I will introduce people who have met a hundred times. Like, I'll probably be like, yeah, have you ever met Lucky before? And you're like, fully roommates. <laughs> Never. I do the same I, thing. I don't know like, you. We just went on vacation <laughs> together. Yeah. We are good friends. I was like, listen, you'd be more <laughs> mad that if I didn't do the intro than yeah. me doing it for the 47th yeah. time. Like, it's fine. Just get over it. I agree 100%. It's good to do the intros because people are always thankful when you walk into a situation because I first of all I don't remember if I met half the people that I talked to because <laughs> I can't fucking remember anything so I'm just thankful to have like someone open up the connection because I, I was so grateful when you did that at DragCon LA I, I would never have met Patty Spliff if you hadn't been there like yo Patty this is Patty Spliff. I know 100% Patty Spliff stand. I emceed her wedding reception that's my Crazy thoughtful detail <laughs> I love it you will never get married there we I, go I'm gonna be single forever <laughs> <laughs> Not talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cheers to that. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> clink, clink, clink. Mm. Mm. Should we do another question? What privilege? Mm, 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 mm. Uh, Nora from Columbus asks: Is location? Oh, this is like three questions. Oh. Is location oh. essential to success as a performer? Have you all ha- ever had to move to a different city to find your people slash find work? What advice would you give to someone looking to move out to Chicago for the first Let's leave that last one for a second. Is location essential to success as a performer? Have you had to move to a different city to find work? Well, yeah, but it wasn't for drag. So I don't, like, in... I moved to L.A. from New York because I was doing voiceover work. You were? For, yeah, I did voiceover God, for the Ninja Turtles cool. video game. <gasps> That is my dream. Cowabunga, dude! Oh my god! Really? Yeah. The mobile game. Don't worry, it wasn't that big of a deal. It's a big deal um, to me. So, but when I moved, this is our thoughtful connection. (laughs) Do you love Ninja Turtles? Not really, but (laughs) 
uh, voiceover like extremely interests me. That's what. Yeah, I went to school in New York for acting, and then they were like, uh, "Have you tried voiceover?" And so I was, like started taking <laughs> oh, voiceover. No, no. it's fine. Where'd you it's go? Where'd you go? Did you go to Tish? I went to NYU. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You oh, knew yeah. immediately. You're like Tish. They'll drag you for yeah. your appearance. Yeah, you're weird as shit. Yeah. Brilliant. You went to Tish. Yeah. So they like they they put me on that path, and then I like right before I even graduated, got a great job. So I was like, oh, I have this option to either stay in New York and like do that or fly out to LA where all the voiceover work is. And then I ended up a drag queen. So truly, <laughs> changing location for work doesn't change. It's like you just have to find what works for you where you are. Mm-hmm. Moving doesn't always solve the issue. It just means that you're getting away from an issue, I think. I moved here knowing that I didn't want to live in Florida anymore. Yeah. Are we opening up a new bottle of champagne? Well, yeah, I can kill that bottle. Ready for this? <laughs> you got that? I moved here knowing that I w- didn't know what I was going to do, but I needed to be in a big city yes. to find mm-hmm. it. And then I found the drag community and then I was like, uh, there's, I have notes and let me like, this is <laughs> how I would do it. So then I just jumped in and like changed it to my, what I thought I would like to work in. I'm fine. I got a show tonight. I can't get to it. You've been double champagneing for like three right, hours. How to go? Um, I think to perform is the key word. Like you, I think it, moving to a big city or moving to a place where there's the culture for that, if you want to perform in front of people, is helpful. I think it's sort of a must. But if you you could also perform via video totally. and record it, mm-hmm. and you could you could you know do a series, you could do a weird sort of performance art piece, you you know, and and you could sort of perform that way. But I guess it depends on what you mean by perform. If you want to prance in front of people, you sort of need to find people to be yeah. in front of. Uh, is yeah. the only problem with that. I guess it just is like moving to a big city. Like you can move to a larger city than where you're at. I guess it depends on where you're starting. Because yeah. there was like a huge culture shock when I moved from like the woods in Michigan <laughs> to New York. Yeah, That was like a mistake. I will say that that was a mistake. <laughs> really? At 18 years Why? old. Because wow. I was 18 and my parents were like, yeah, go live in New York in an apartment by yourself. That sounds like a good idea. And of course, I made every mistake I was ever gonna make, and I've like done all of it. But I was like, if if I were to look back on it, I would have waited yeah. a year or two because I feel like I would have experienced, like, fully experienced New York instead of immediately being like, I need a fake ID, I need to get it. Gonna move somewhere to do something. Make sure that when you move there, you're going to do that thing. Yeah. yeah. Don't get caught up in something else because it'll ruin you. Don't get caught up in the dream of like I'm gonna find whatever it is like. Kind of do your research ahead of time, uh, which I didn't do when I moved here. <laughs> so maybe I'm talking out of my ass, but uh, just know that you have at least researched it. And I think that so much, that's such a New York story, yeah. is that people go, I'm going to live... I'm going to be Sarah watched, Jessica Parker. I've, this, I've watched every episode of Sex and the City, and I'm going to go... It's like, you know, you've been sold that, but yeah. logistically, can you pay that rent? For yeah. You're getting Nobody paid? can pay that rent. Live in a fucking shoebox, you know. Yeah. Here's your $18 euro, bitch. Like, <laughs> what was that? Yep. <laughs> I guess just if you're going to move somewhere, go with a plan and, like, stick to the plan and be prepared. And don't just move because you think you'll be happier. And don't think that you're going to move and fall into the fantasy, like... Yeah, it takes a lot of work once you get there. Just because you move to L.A. or just because you move to Chicago doesn't mean you're immediately going to get... The phone's going to ring. Yeah, you're going to be like, I'm here. There is years and years of, like, you putting in hard work for Mm -hmm. the amount of money you should not be being paid. Just proving to all the people around you that you are worth, you know, paying what you should be paid. I mean, because there's... 
Did you just see that article that's going around that's like drag queens yeah. like get don't get paid enough to pay for their own costumes? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Which is so true. And when I read that, I was like, I am so mad all the time yes. I spent getting ready and like wasting money to go to a club where they'll like mess with your cash somehow. Yeah. Like they won't give you the full fee and stuff. I have yeah. done some photo shoots where I have still not gotten paid for it, even though I was mm-hmm. promised it. And you spend all that time and like... And I didn't even get photos from it either because they cut me from the photo shoot because I was weird looking. Oh. And a music video that you <laughs> And a music video that I still... Yeah, that never it's came been out. like oh, the six Madonna years. one? Right. <laughs> oh, no. If only. Madonna Did you hear the tea on that? We'll wait, we'll wait. Uh, What's the tea? No, we have to do it now. We, we mentioned Peter. it. She, she, no, not the Murray and Peter. That she went and did it and she was nothing le- like nothing more than like a background extra. Yeah. Oh, no. Like she dropped out of the tour and everything to do it and then... She's like barely featured in the video, oh. like not featured. She's kind of there. Say I would have oh. dropped out of something that would have said you can't go do a Madonna music video, like out of principle, because yeah. I think she. Oh, for sure, I would have dropped out of something like that. Just Contracts like, are the worst. Yeah, so mm-hmm. fuck you for that. You yeah. know, like yeah. But she jumped out of Voss. For those of you who we have not said the name of who we're talking about, just Google it. I don't know. Yeah. Who don't understand what we're talking about? Um, Ask the next question. Well, what uh, what advice would you give to part. someone looking to move out? There's I mean, like I six parts. It's yeah. true. It's a long question. Come on, Norm. What advice would you give to someone looking to move out to Chicago for the first time? Bring a fucking coat, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's cold every time I come here. It's cold in the summer. It warms up It's cold right in the now. winter. This is warm. This, this rainy is ass, cold spring. ass weather is We're warm. Bring now. It's a heat wave. <laughs> Tell me. I was practically nude earlier. It's really warm. (laughs) I have the heater all the way up. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's just about, like, not uh, moving with, like, huge expectations. Yes. And just so much of it is going in and just saying, I am game to, like, kind of let the universe show me my path. Like, you have to go in and be prepared to fucking say yes to Mm -hmm. a lot of things. Mm -hmm. You're like, I'm better than this. I (laughs) I deserve more (laughs) money than this. But you know what? You just fucking do it. Prove it to yourself once. Like, there's so many things where I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to volunteer for this stupid-ass thing. This was, like, way in the beginning. You know what? Fine. I'll do it. Mm -hmm. I'll prove to myself I shouldn't do it again. Maybe you'll learn something. Yeah. Just try everything fucking once, and then... You know, maybe you'll make some connections at least. Or do some competitions if you're moving for drag. Why you shouldn't do it again. Yeah. Right? And come with money and come practice. Oh my God, come with money. I'm not. Save up your money. Don't just move next month on a whim if you have $100. Do not do that to yourself. No. That's the surest way to get Come with three months of rent in your fucking bank account. Do not play. Absolutely. Plus money for costumes and money for makeup and money for transpo if you want to do drag. When I started drag, I saved like Mm $6,000. And I was like, like, am I going to do this? I'm going to do this? Fuck yeah, I'm going to do this. And And I took... All my classes that I should, you know, classes that I should take to prepare, and I uh, had custom costumes like built. What kind of class? And um, dance classes, oh. and like just like things to like refresh. And like I, yeah. I came from a theater background, but like I was like, wow, I'm not really limber anymore. Let me take a modern class. Let me take a ballet class. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you went and, in. Well, I also very th- cat. I, <laughs> <laughs> but I also thought that no one was going to hire me, probably. So I had to be like the. I had to be, if not the best, in the top echelon of the best yeah. so that people would even just begin to take well, breaks. Well, when, right. when you came out, there was not a lot of AFAB queens, and so you did a lot of, yeah. You, you did cried the, the doors that, open. That people I hold that, that road. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the, you know, uh, queens that come in that are AFAB don't necessarily have to, you know, to 
put that hard work that you put in. Not, right. not no. putting in hard work. But, but people don't have to like fight for the ability to be recognized for doing the thing that they were doing now mm-hmm. here in Chicago. Like that is just a given that that's available to you in some arenas. Not everywhere, but... Yes, but that means that my expectation levels for other AFAB queens and non-binary queens is very high. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. you can be whatever you want to be, but I do not want to see laziness. I can't stand it. I can't stand it. I do think that that is so much such a part of you that also sometimes I have to be like, yoo-hoo, cat. Like, you don't need to come down from the ceiling on stilts every time. Like, you know, you can do three and a half minutes with, like, one single reveal and we will still love you. Like, like yes. I feel like we have this moment a lot of, like, Cat is like, I'm going to fucking prove it again tonight. <laughs> like, we love you. Like, like, like you you have us already. Oh. But, but you constantly, you know, you're always... You got to up yourself. Experiment. Yeah. 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 And that's such a good uh, a personality trait to have is to always want to... Uh, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is top yourself. So I'm just going to say top yourself. <laughs> but, yeah, I can always, top myself we'll pretty say, well. I'll do, I'll do yourself, I guess. Yeah, keep it moving. I can yeah. do myself well. Yeah. No. Um, here, I, I agree, and I, I I honestly, like, there are two people that I hear in my head whenever I'm getting ready to do any given thing. One is you being like, hey, Kat, it's probably okay if you just go out there and perform, and you don't have, like, like bees good. coming out of your mouth, yeah. or, like, fire engines. Like, you're like, good like, at your baseline. <laughs> like, you're going to every time. Like, you're good at your baseline. That's kind of one of the things I had to discover when I was, like, traveling, is that, like, when I perform at Queen Kong, I'll bring out, like, a, a, like a raw turkey, and, like, <laughs> I'll have like, tons of props and yep. things and like a table and I'll have a cutting board and when you travel like you can't do it have all of that and I was like was I using it as a crutch or was it heightening the experience and it's like you have to ask yourself that stuff when you go into a number mm-hmm. that's super important actually. yeah it was when I broke my foot this year it was something I was asking myself I was like oh I was leaning on a lot of bits mm-hmm. <laughs> no it was true and I was like well I can't lean on those fucking bits yeah. anymore yeah. and then the other thing I was asking myself or I always think to myself is like whenever I get irritated with somebody at the club whenever I get irritated with the promoter whenever I get irritated I think about how Lucy Stool would handle any given yes. situation because uh, she's graceful mm-hmm. she does it with humor and you might not even know she just burned you if she did because she's just she's just floating you're having room. a good time you get rad a little bit and she yep. walks away and just her her graciousness is something that I like appreciate so like, yeah she doesn't suffer fools no, she doesn't. <laughs> but she doesn't suffer them kindly most times mm-hmm. yeah unless they deserve Treats to not be treated with dignity kindly. and kindness Shall we? Yes, let's. Finale question. I think it's you. Oh, Lord. Did we really just do that at the same time? Oh, man. How long was it, though? I don't know, but I love you. I miss you. Almost two two years. When did you move? Yeah, Kat moved in with the Cuban. I moved in with the Cuban, yeah. Cuban is Kat's. Partner. partner and yeah. and my and my dog chicken and I like that his name has fully <laughs> morphed a, to just be chicken now he had another name before but chicken is so much better he's a scary bulldog and people are scared of him so I was like oh, and so his nice. name was monster and I and oh. would be like what's your dog's name and I'd be like monster and she'd be like oh yeah <laughs> so I found those like chicken so I'm like you <laughs> do they respond to chicken, chicken now he does oh, I'm like, mommy little chicken come here chicken and he's like mommy I like how you spell it too it's like C H I K N Chick-K-I-N, yeah. So, yeah, but... Oh, like I, he's the Chick-fil-A cow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Eat more chicken. He's a cow, and he's an uncooked chicken, because yeah. he's, he's very weird-looking. Oh, but, God. yeah, as soon as I moved in with the queue, and I was like, how can I have Lucky move? Can I do a commune? And my partner was like, no! 
maybe. Let's just have all our friends move in. I just come oh, over for dinner great. a lot. I love that. Never have to leave the house. Chelsea Hotel. That's my goal. I miss having roommates. I, I I know you. I miss do. my roommates. I was too. thinking about it the, I need today. Roommates. What 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 are you gonna <laughs> such do? An only child. I'm such an only child. I need to be surrounded <laughs> by people, or I just fully go into my hole of like. Uh, I yeah. just get into such a repetition. I just do the same thing every day. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking to get roommates or something. I would like to, but I don't like anyone. That's so fair. That's an issue. That's, that's really fair. You need someone like who has either. like their own shit going on and is like barely ever home except for for dinner. My roommates were they worked daytime and we lived completely different lives. We had a lot of friends in common, but they worked daytime and it was lovely to come home. And uh, she would go, okay, this is who I fucking hate. And I'm like, oh, well, this is who I fucking hate. And we can just love you, my angel. Aww. Well, now she lives in Milwaukee. Whenever I go there, I get to stay with her. So, mm-hmm. Anyways, enough about me. The final question. All right, final question. What is the best way to overcome anxiety when you work in nightlife? This is an anonymous question. Oh, oh yeah. Interesting. Who's this is from, Trey? <laughs> Trey just raised his arms like, what? What do you want from me? <laughs> Oh, they just said anonymous. Um, anxiety. I'm trying to think. I suffer really bad anxiety. Mm-hmm. I feel like... Like, how does it manifest? Like, what? Oh, I get super, super nervous when I'm backstage. You, when I was backstage last time with you, it was the best time because you kept me, like, away from those feelings of anxiety because <laughs> you're just such, like, this great presence to be around. Aww, but I, like, I you. really shut down and I just start thinking about all the ways I can fail and all the things that are going yep. to go wrong. And so then it makes me not want to go out and talk to people because my brain says, stay back here and focus on your numbers so you don't mess up. Yeah. But, like, you know the numbers. Like, you've yeah. been practicing Sit those. back here and focus on saying negative things to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like, sit back here and just drag yourself until yeah. you have to go out on stage and then pretend to have a good time. And then all of a sudden, you are having a good time because yeah. you remember that's what you love to do. Yeah. I don't know. I think... For me now, part of, like, why I've kind of taken a step back from the nightlife scene was because I was drinking too much Mm -hmm. to overcome the anxiety. And there were nights when I would go home and I wouldn't remember getting home and my doorman would tell me about it. (laughs) And (laughs) I don't want to have long talks with him while I'm blackout drunk and drag anymore. No, I just... um, (laughs) Man. I wonder what that footage looks like on the security (laughs) camera. No, I think the one thing that I'm learning now is to, like, go and just have fun like just know that no one is going to a gay bar at night to watch a drag show to watch somebody fail they want to see everybody do well they want to meet new people they want to have a good time the whole reason for going out is to have fun it's to like release so why all of a sudden when it's time to get there do I need to shut down so I'm just like relearning how to change that energy into like a positive spin yeah yeah that's it that's how I'm dealing with it I never get an anxious vibe from you like I never feel that always every time yeah wow. every time i get so like i'm nervous now thinking about getting ready for tonight no yeah yeah and that yeah i feel you it's yeah, weird it's, it's a weird. weird vibe it's like i'm excited to perform to, for tonight because like i love performing at berlin i always have a fucking amazing time it's my favorite part of party at it's just like the underlying like i have to do two numbers yeah. but like my brain is like it's literally eight minutes of your life on stage. Mm-hmm. Calm the fuck yeah. down. I've said before, every time that a gig is finished, I'm like, oh my God, that was great. Mm-hmm. This is every time because I have fully geared up for this to be my last time. <laughs> and it's that thing where you don't always notice that you're doing it. It's imposter syndrome. Yeah. I always talk about it. Imposter syndrome. Yeah. You know imposter. Yeah. You just kind of exist in the back of your mind. It's like, 
at any moment, this can all be taken away from you because you're not as good as, mm-hmm. <laughs> as people think you are. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And the thing with imposter is that it allows you to know that you're doing a good job when you're doing a good job and then uh, still feel that feeling of like, the rug can come out from under you at any time. Yeah. yeah. You know? Because just because you're doing a good job doesn't mean that you did the good job. It means that maybe the people are in a good mood tonight or whatever. That's me every yeah. time. Yeah. So you kind of give it up to the elements, right? Like, you kind of give too much credit to everything around yeah. you. would be like, oh, yeah, they had a good time because of this. or blah, blah, blah. Like, you don't just accept that I'm good at going out, going on stage, giving people a good fucking show. Right. Paying my bills with it. Like I am responsible yeah. for yeah. my success. Yeah. yeah. But imposter exists in the like the back part of your mind. It's not something that is like weighing over you that's this mm-hmm. huge thing. It's just something that kind of like tickles the back of your brain and it's like, but one day, you know, like <laughs> one day I'll be in yeah. 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 Totally. I had a student today ask me if I had ever like gotten into face, gotten ready to go on and like fully just been like, I can't perform and then not performed. And I was like, I always get right up to that edge. Like almost always. Yeah. Almost every single performance. I'm like sitting there going, okay, this is this is it. I'm just gonna walk out. Yeah. And like but it's never been a real op. I realized talking to them today, it's never been a real option for me it's, ever. I'm like, I there's no way I'm not going. Have on any stage. of you guys ever had that? Have you ever mm-hmm. not gone on because you couldn't do it? I well, you go first. No, I almost when I was like towards the beginning of my career, I was performing at one of the clubs in Chicago that I won't name, um, and I told them that I had it was for a Halloween show, and so I do this number where I'm sort of barefoot and half naked and muddy, and I have my hair covering my face and I have a lantern. Something subtle. Something subtle. Just like that. Just like that. You're welcome for that, dear audience members. <laughs> Disgusting. What? Diaphragm. I have to sit across from you. That's all champagne. Good luck with that. Oh, I love that. This is going off the rails. Was it ever on the rails? No, yes. The muddy and the. Yeah, and so before (laughs) I went on, I said, hey, my legs legs and feet are going to be bare. Can you just double check the stage that there's no glass or anything on it? Mm -hmm. And um, I performed and I, like, Neil at one point and a, a giant piece of like a broken um, rocks glass oh my God. went into my knee Ugh. and um, and I was so covered in fake mud and blood I didn't like realize it at first I get off stage and I was so fucking angry that it I was just so mad at them because all they had to do was just double check yeah. the stage is big is twice as big as this table. It wasn't even a pro, like a real stage. And I sat down there and I was wet and I was gushing blood. And somebody who used to be an EMT came and worked on me. And I was like, I'm not going to do my second number. I know the back way out. I'm just going to leave. Fuck yeah. this place. Fuck drag. I quit. Mm-hmm. And I sat there. No, I sat there for 10 minutes and I was like, I quit. And then somehow I like put on clothes and did another number. But yeah. my soul was dead yeah. for like, oh, a month after that. I was just so sad and upset. I was just so discouraged, I guess. You felt like nobody was paying attention or taking care of you and you were giving so much of yourself. Yeah. I was just like, hey, y'all had one job. Like, I asked for one thing. Can you please just make sure the stage is clear? It's, I don't know. So that was the only time that I think I was like, fuck this! I'm not going on stage! I just think you can't 
let that be an option. Mm-hmm. Especially like we're not curing cancer over here. We are the jesters for the people. So keep mm-hmm. in your fucking mind that all these people had fucking shit weeks too, right? My job is to go just I have the easiest job in the world. Like, we cannot complain. Yeah. We really have it fucking easy. So uh, that's what I keep in my brain. But 100%, there's days where I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck all this. Yeah, I'm not going. But you do have that duty to an audience. You really do. People who, Mm -hmm. like, scheduled their fucking days around Mm -hmm. to see you, it's so selfish to just go, I have anxiety. I'm not going to go out there. Well, Kat and I were talking about this. Oh, go ahead. No, I was saying it feels so real when it's happening to you and you're like, you know, I just have to get out of here. But, like, step back and think, you know what? Let me think about how this is going to affect me professionally that Mm -hmm. I'm the entertainer that sometimes doesn't show up when they had a bad day. You know? Like, that's a chemical imbalances in your brain. Like, you can work on that, take your medicine, do whatever that you need to do to keep your your shit together. But if you've decided that this is what you're going to do for work... It's a taxing job, but fucking get out there and do it. Mm-hmm. But it's a job. It's a, it's a blue job. collar it's a job. That's it is what we're talking about. Yeah. It's a service it's job. Yeah. It. yeah. It's not about you. And the You're second you think it's about you. Yeah. <laughs> the minute I realized that when I was like, these people are coming to see, like once I started getting like they messages from people and stuff, I was like, I can't not go to this yeah. show. I can't say no because it's like too far away or it's uncomfortable to be in drag. Yeah. They but like, like you. I don't know. What? <laughs> I don't know. No, seriously, you have they to do. literally say to yourself, well, yeah, you have these to people like convince me. yourself that everybody in the room is there to see you succeed. Like, yeah. no one wants to see a drag queen on stage do poorly. That's yeah. not a thing that anyone ever wants to see. No. Sometimes they want to see us fall down, but they want to see us get back up again. <laughs> yeah. And with our wig half off yeah. and laugh it off. <laughs> also, one of the things I did realize is that sometimes when I get nervous about performing a new number, I have to remember that, like, I had fun making the mix and I made it for me mm-hmm. and it's not about if the audience really mm-hmm. like it's not yeah. it's for me to have fun and then the audience and will have fun. And they don't know that you missed a beat. Yeah. No. They're never going to know. They've never seen it before. I, like one time I got no it's like don't don't do this but if you want. <laughs> one, time, <laughs> one time I got so drunk before going on and performing a new number that like I kind of forgot stuff in the middle. Oh, no. But, like, not, like, the motions. It was the words. So my body was doing it, and my mouth was just, like... (laughs) And I'm just, like, opening and closing my mouth. But I was, like, I was giving it 110%, and the video is so funny because, like, my body is on the beat. Like, I had rehearsed the dance moves so hard, but just my mouth wasn't there. And I was, like, you know what? If you ever forget what you're doing on stage, just hit the beats hard, and they'll forgive your mouth. Yeah, that's the end of it. Forgive your mouth. <laughs> your dirty fucking Excuse mouth. Excuse your mouth. <laughs> Sometimes when I get really like freaked out, I'll cast my audience as one of the as like someone that I know yes. that I'm talking to, and each person I look at, 100%. I see oh, someone. Yes. I see the person that I'm thinking about in my mind, mm. and it also helps with the acting of it. If it, the piece has yeah. to be like a better acting piece, mm-hmm. I mean, you should all try and like act pretty good every, during yeah. every time yeah. if you can. Um, but uh, a lot of times I'll do that. That helps nerves a lot. Yeah. I try to find for hosting. This helps me. I try to find someone who's like a pretty neutral audience member, yes. meaning they pay attention. They're not just laughing and smiling and everything, but they're attentive and you can tell like when something's good, they react, but you know, they're paying attention. That's how I am as an audience member. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this was funny. I will laugh. <laughs> like, <laughs> this was great. I will clap, you know, find that person and kind of gauge them. And, uh, I will 
fully keep them in the, uh, uh, like connect to them, keep them in the side of my vision. Yes. And I try to just crack the shit out of them as much as I can. Mm-hmm. And, and then slowly, especially with hosting, you get them once, you get them twice, and then you just start rolling, rolling, yeah. rolling, and then you loosen them up, and then you just feel, mm-hmm. you know, the oh, audience is like, oh, we're okay to laugh, we're okay to yell, you know, you have to kind of hit them in the middle. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, I love to find like a true neutral. I've never That's been so to a gig I so bad that my, there was not that person there. Then I slept with my true neutral. <laughs> I used to always have the show. All the time. Oh no! Oh, no. My true neutral. Oh no! He's a true. Positive. God. Wow. Moment of silence for Meatballs last show. (laughs) Delete it. Take it out. Um, No, but I just, yeah, uh, I need someone. And it's usually someone who comes all the time. Mm -hmm. There's certain people that come to shows and they're just like, they come to be entertained, but they're, you know, they just kind of sit there, shoulders down, head up, just like kind of eyes open, like waiting for a show. I mm-hmm. love that type of person. Mm. Yeah. I'm trying to, like, crack them. I want them to hysterically laugh because they came, like, open ready. This is so funny. I have the same thing, but it's always seeing someone that, like, needs me. Yeah. Like, Yours needs to crack. It's a totally <laughs> different. You, you, it's a you totally different. connect yeah. in a way that no. is so like, intense. Let's have a whole moment, you and I, <laughs> together at the end of this song. I'm very into that. But there's always somebody in the audience for that. There's one person that wants to be cracked up. There's one person that wants, like, to have an emotional moment. And you just have to find who is going to connect mm-hmm. to the thing that you're going to do and, like, do it for so them. True. Whenever I can't find you in the club, I'll just go out on the dance floor and you are there hugging some poor soul <laughs> who is Weeping! <laughs> really, our, our community outreach. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Like, Let's just have another drink and wait. <laughs> yeah, people like to cry on me a lot. It's okay. That might be me tonight. I'm here. Oh no, I won't see you tonight. No, oh. I gotta do my homework. I'll be there. You can weep into my bosom. God bless. All right. Well, that brings us to the end. <laughs> the end. On that note, uh, Meatball, will you tell uh, our fine audience where they can find you? You can. Find Find me on Instagram at Spiciest Meatball. You can find my podcast, <laughs> Unbear My Heart, on the Reverie Network. Yes. Uh, and I'm going to be in, I forgot, Nashville on. <laughs> oh, no, that's after this comes out. Where? I'm doing play. I'm oh, doing all of them. Hey! I'm doing all the plays. I finally got it. I just got so excited. They booked me for all three. Or like, I'm two, two nights. Two. I'm two nights in Louisville and then one night in Nashville. Yeah. So I'm doing them. That's and I'm amazing. So when they you messaged were, me, I started crying because I was like, this is all I want. You worked with Princess before? Mm-mm, no. Princess <gasps> is the shit you will I'm so excited. She's going to get you very drunk. Uh, well, that's, that's what I'm good at. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I'm up to. Also, Oaklash in April 23rd, that weekend, Oaklash, the big gay. It's like a, it's the second year. It's a huge uh, drag festival, but it's in San Francisco. It's only a second year. Its first year was uh, pretty successful. This year they're getting, it's a little bit bigger. So I'm hoping that it's going to blow up and be a new thing out in San Francisco. Yeah, it's in Oakland, actually. Oh, it's a really, it's right outside. The airport (laughs) takes me there. (laughs) It's the same airport. Uh, Kat, where can we find you? Um, on social media, you can find me at cat.sass on Instagram. Um, I hate Cat Sass on Twitter. Um, I hate me too. Um, and uh, next week, uh, Lucky and I host Goddess Fern Gully with our special guest from Miami, Androgen, and Tiffany Diamond, who is a fairy. 
Um, and then I host a monthly, like, yeehaw, super queer, super inclusive <laughs> cowboy show called Saddle Up! It's so house. fun. I it's said so it fun. called Sheehaw, but whatever. That oh, was a well, good idea. Well, we might need to make that a theme, and I'll bring you in. Will you do a little a Sheehaw sure. number for us? <laughs> yes! <laughs> when was the last time you performed this number? Okay. It was so good. It was at your show. It was at my it, it was, was really good. I, changed, I bet you're better than I think you are. I changed That's absolutely true. goals into ones, and I was just like, yeah! Just to get her on stage. I was, right. No, it, everyone was doing that. She yeah. was just drowning It was money really good. You did Gucci Gucci, right? She, yes. I, it was great. I know every word of Gucci Gucci. <laughs> Oh my God. She sure like enough does. Time. Wait, why don't you perform? I'm sorry. Because to I'm not good at it, and I have enough <laughs> self-awareness to know that I'm not good at okay. it, so I don't make people sit through if it. You're taking all those like dance, dance classes. <laughs> We're just all going to shout at you until no, you do it. I just again. had to host a brunch. <laughs> well, we'll talk about it. <laughs> I, I, I will happily give you hosting tips I need you'll so teach many. me how to perform. I can't. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> You're on um, your own, kid. Okay, so, so, no, that's fine. So I'll be at Saddle Up um, at Meeting House, um, and that is on the 16th with Sarah Andrews. She is doing... The first number I ever saw her do, Fancy, by Reba McIntyre. Oh and I gosh. like I begged her to do it, and she was like, I shall come and do it for you. So I'm going to be weeping at Meeting House and getting drunk, and that'll be awesome. Um, and we're also doing, Lucky and I are doing the Northwestern Drag Show also yeah, that yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lucky's, oh, I'm switching it. I'll let you say that. Um, and then at the end of the month, I think I'm going to Denver to help uh, host uh, their first ever like drag a uh, sort of con situation. It's called, oh, called Denver. Denver Denver Drag Days. Nice. Um, so Denver I'm loving all these days. drag things that are popping up. That's drag awesome. cool. Oh, yes. So yeah, and then I'll be doing some traveling, but whatever. We'll, we'll come to that when we come to it. Yeehaw. <laughs> Banjo. Sheehaw. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I am T-Rex in Chicago on uh, Twitter and Instagram. You can find me every Saturday at Drag Matinee at Berlin. You can find me every Thursday at Roscoe's for the viewing parties. Also, my birthday show is on 420 with special guest Jasmine Masters. <gasps> on 420. She's, and she Masters. fully didn't Y'all even realize, right? Mass. Yeah. And, uh, Princess will be there. Uh, uh, Julia Starr from Minneapolis will be there. I'm She's obsessed incredible. with Julia Starr. I've worked too. with her three times and she makes me cry every time. We worked together in Minneapolis. Oh, yeah, with I, her. Yeah, okay. with her and Willow. We were just yeah. there like last She's month. She's so fucking She's just too good. She's pretty and she dances really well and she's I also hate very her. nice, which for me is like the and, like, largest thing really that I like. funny. Yeah. Hilarious. She's so funny. She's kind of twisted that. a little bit. Yeah, she gross. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to come to that. Uh, and Lucky, where can we find you? I'm Lucky.stiff on Instagram. I'm LuckyStiff2. That's the number two on Twitter. Kat Aww. said all of my gigs, except we are also doing Drag Matinee on the 23rd together. Son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a lot of gigs together this month. It's good. Uh, I'm going to be out super of town good. for that one, so Dixil and Cartwright is going yep, yep, in, yep. and I think it'll be fucking great. It's a really good cast, too. Yeah, it is. Um, all right, well, that brings us to the end. The end. The end. Uh, and that's... That's the tea. That's the tea. Thank you for uh, joining us again, Cat. For your third uh, monumental time. Thank you so much for having me. I should have brought a second and last time ever. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Is it because I couldn't figure out how to pay for the hotel? Oh my god, that's a whole different. Okay. All right. Bye.